what you need to do in the midst of us on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go back over um, the unity, dealing with unity. We're going to go over that, and I'm going to add a little bit more to it, and then we'll be through with um, unity in the church. We're talking about the order of the church. We're talking about the pattern, the way that God would want the church to be. And we have learned that we are the church. This building is just the building we come into, the fellowship, but we are the church. We are the body of believers. There are many members, but it's one body. Amen. So we've talked about um, being in unity. We talked about that unity means to be united, to be joined as a whole. So when we look at unity, when we're coming together, we're united, we're joined as a whole. I talked about um, a married couple. Um, before they get married, they are two. But when they become married, they become one. They become a whole. It's no more this is mine or this is yours. It means that it is ours. It's no more this is my bank account, this is your bank account. This is our bank account. It's no more having Amanda walk on one and then having James Bryant on the other. It's we can have a co-account where that my husband can get in mine and I can get in his. Wonder why God bringing this out tonight. Praise Jesus. You single people, y'all good to go for it now. Amen. So if you don't want to uh, let no man in your account, you just need to let Jesus be the only man, right? So this is how it's supposed to be. Even in marriage, um, it's no more two, it is one. So we don't need to be trying to hide stuff from one another. You know, what my husband have, I have. What I have, he has. It ain't no he money, ain't no she money. It's our money. So if he hiding he money, it's mine as well as his. So we just thank God if I'm hiding she money, it's his as well as mine. Amen? So that's what it means to be one. So we're supposed to be one in the body of Christ. We have the same father. He don't have any respectable person. He reigned on the just as well as the unjust. But we know as believers in the body of Christ, he want us to have unity. We went over Acts 2.1 where I talked about two, the disciples following Jesus Christ. We know that they uh, got born again when, in John 20 where he blew his breath upon them, which means the spirit. And as he did that, the spirit indwelled them and they became believers in the body of Christ. And then we know that he told them that not only was the Holy Spirit supposed to indwell them, but the Holy Spirit had to uh, bring the power of God upon them for them to be effectual witnesses for Jesus Christ. So he told them to go into the upper room and that was in Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When it says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. So that means that they were in the same place. They were seeking the same thing. So that means that they were on what? They were on one accord. And that's what he wants us to be in the body of Christ. He wants us to be on one accord. And I talked about Genesis eleven six when they was building the Tower of Babel. Nimrod, he began to tell them about this tower that he wanted to have built. So he told them about it, and they began to come together on one accord. And when God seen what they were doing and how they were on one accord, this is what God said. He said, now these people are united. They're one, all speaking the same, one language. This is only the beginning of what they will do. They will be able to do anything they want 
Nothing that they want to do will be impossible for them. So that's what it means to be on one accord. When we're on one accord, when we believe in the same thing, y'all, there's nothing impossible that we cannot do because we are on one accord. If you got, um, he said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, I'm in the midst of them. But the thing is, we can gather in his name, but do we have the same mindset? Are we believing the same thing? So there is a difference. So we see with the Tower of Babel, we went over Acts 2, verse 41 through 47, and we know that after Peter, he preached that message, the good news concerning the kingdom, the people were saved. And as they were saved, we know that they had to go through the same thing that the disciples went through, um, you know, being baptized with water, going under the water, coming up. We know that they had to have the power from on high to be effectual witnesses. But the thing that got me, it said that they were up under the apostles' doctrine. They were fellowshipping one with another. They had all things in common. That means that they shared what they had. They participated together. They, they were one. They were united. So it was nothing that Teresa had that Renee couldn't have. It was nothing that Renee had that Monica couldn't have because we're all one in the body of Christ. We have to remember that nothing belongs to us. He has made us stewards over what he has given us. And it's not for us to decide what we do or how we do it. We're going to do it the way he would have us to do it after his pattern. What is his pattern? Give and it shall be given unto you. So see, God always have um, a word in the word of God letting us know how to stay united, how to stay on one accord. So they were up under the same doctrine, the same teaching. And that's in Acts 4.32 also, and it tells you the same thing. But I'm going to add some more to this unity tonight. And I'm going to talk about what does unity consist of? What does unity consist of? And this is what it consists of. Being of the same mind and spirit. Being of the same mind and spirit. We know that when we become born again, before we were born again, that spirit that was in us was dead. There was nothing but death there. But when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came and, and created a new spirit on the inside of us where he can dwell, where those that are joined to the Lord are one spirit with him. So we see that we have to have the same mind and the same spirit. All of us that are born again has the mind of Christ. That's why the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But just because we have the mind of Christ, our minds still need to be renewed so we can connect to the mind of Christ. Everybody got that? So just because you are born again and you're born of the spirit, born from above and not from this earth, there's still a renewing process that has to take place. And that scripture I always tell you about, Romans 12, 2, that says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you can prove what the good and acceptable will of God is. When we begin to renew our minds, and how do we do it? By going into the word of God and taking in what the word of God has to say unto us. Each individual in this room, right now you're getting teaching from the word of God. Through getting this teaching from the word of God, I'm giving you the teaching, but you have to go home and you have to meditate on what you're getting so your mind can be renewed, so it can be transformed, so it can be changed. When we all come back in here again, the very scriptures that I have given you, all of us should have that same mindset 
We should be on one accord. Why? Because you're getting the same word. So when we begin to come together and you're getting the same word, there should not be no isms and schisms amongst us, should it? Y'all, I love this so much, dealing with the order of the church, because it makes your baby leap. Because when you go in here and you see the pattern of God, the way God wants things to be, you'll be like, wow, God, all of this is right before us. And if we just take what the word of God is saying, it should not be nobody out of place. Everybody should be in place in the kingdom. Let's look at 1 Corinthians um, chapter 1, verse 10. I'm reading the expanded Bible. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 10. He said, I beg, urge, appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of or by the authority as, as followers of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with each other and be not split into groups, divided into factions. I beg that you be completely joined together, fully united or made complete by having the same kind of thinking, mind, and the same purpose, intention, and conviction. So this is what he was telling the church at Corinth. Why was Paul telling them that? Because Paul was hearing about the division that was amongst the church. So he was letting them know. He said, I want you to have the same mind. I want your thinking to be the same. He said, I don't want you to be in different um, denominations. I don't want you to be up under different doctrines. He said, all of you should have the same mindset. Why was Paul saying this? Because Paul knew he was the one that bought the good news. He was the one that bought the gospel concerning the kingdom to the Corinthians. So he knew what he had given all of them, that they should have the same way of thinking. They should have the same way of living. They should be doing things the same way. It shouldn't be any difference. Give you an example. If Aunt Shirley right there is in her home and Sister Mary's in her home and they're getting the same teaching and they run up against the same situation but in different homes, guess what? Both of them should be thinking the same way because they're getting the same teaching. It don't matter if one is over here and one is over there. So when they come together and they begin to connect one with another, they're going to know that they're united because they, they began to share those experiences that they had. They used the same word. They're serving the same God. They didn't have to be in the same house. But when they get ready to come together in prayer, guess what? It ain't going to be no division. It ain't going to be no conflict because they're using the same word. And this is how it needs to be in the body of Christ. It don't matter whose house you're in. If we're serving the same God and we get in the same word, we should be doing the same thing. We're just in a different house. Is that not right? This is how it is with the different um, churches that are out here. When I mean churches, I'm talking about the locations and the names that people give. It's just like just because somebody got is up under a denomination, we serve the same God. We should have the same doctrine. Call your denomination whatever you want to call it. But the teachings should be the same. It shouldn't be based on man. It should be based on God. If you want to be Baptist, be the best Baptist you can be. If you want to be Methodist, be the best Methodist you can be. If you want to be the best African, what did you call it? Yeah. If you want to do that, do that. You're still Methodist, do it. But let's all do it up under his name. It ain't about a denomination. It's about serving him and living the way he want us to live and having the same mind. This is where division come in at dealing with the church because everybody is getting a different way of doing things. Where, where I come from, 
We did it like this. Where I come from, you don't lean on that communion table. Where I come from, that's just a table. Reminding you to do this in remembrance of me. Right? You want to have respect. Don't get me wrong. That is just a glass table, right? He ain't going to take you to heaven or hell. It's just got a sign up there that say, do this in remembrance of me. Some of them made of wood. Some of them made of glass. If that table was so special, why are all of them made of different material? If it's so special, why ain't all of them made of wood? Why ain't all of them made of glass? Come on, if it's so special, why everybody got a different way of making it and you choose the one you want? Because that's where you go with denominations. Some denominations say, I want wood. We got to represent wood. When people walk in here, they know we represent wood. When people walk in here, what do they see? (laughs) Glass. But it's just a table. That's what I'm telling you. But we go by what the word is saying, not by what man says. We doing it unto him and not unto man. Up here, we know that this is raised higher than down there because we know that we have someone up here, a pastor, a teacher, whoever, that's teaching you, that's in a position to give you what God has given you. But if somebody walk across here, that don't mean that we just uh, fuss them out and say, don't you know you're on holy ground? Man, when you leave off of here, guess what? This is just a platform. You know who bring on this platform the glory of God, whoever's up here. So I understand why some people don't want no devil come across this platform. I understand that. But we don't want to make these things higher than God. So this is why all of us got to be on one accord. This is why I say when people say, you know what? I feel as if I don't need to be a part of that church anymore. I feel as if it's time for me to go, okay? So they park somewhere else, right? And when they park somewhere else, guess what's going to have to happen when they park somewhere else? They're going to have to be taught and know what they're teaching to see if they can be united with the place that they come into. That's why everybody's supposed to have the same doctrine. Because wherever you go, it's supposed to be about him and not about us, about the pattern that he's bringing and not what man is bringing. So some people just uproot because they feel like that ain't what I need at the time. If you're getting the word of God and the word is delivering you, the word is changing you, you're getting growth from that word, how can you leave what you got? Right? So we want to make sure that we have the same doctrine. So Paul was letting them know that he knew that there was division. It was things that was going on amongst them in that church. So Paul was telling them, this is how you're supposed to be. Let's look at Philippians 1 verse 27. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Paul is saying again, only one thing concerns me or whatever happens only. Be sure that you live, conduct yourselves Live as a citizen in a way that brings honor to the good news, the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and visit, see you, or I'm, a, or I'm away from you, I will hear that you're standing strong with one purpose, with one spirit, that you work together as one with one mind and soul for the faith of the good news. So what Paul was saying was he wanted them to have one mind, one spirit, meaning that they're... Um, conducting their lives 
the way that their lives need to be conducted according to the gospel that they heard concerning Christ. So this is how he said, I want you to conduct yourself. This is how I want you to live. Whether I'm there with you or whether I'm not there with you, I want you to be a one spirit and one mind. So to be in unity, we must be a one spirit and one mind. The first thing I talked about dealing of dealing with the mind here in 1 Corinthians 1.10 is dealing with your understanding. In Philippians um, 1.27, when it says being of the mind and the spirit, that spirit there is dealing with the innermost part of you. That mind there is dealing with your um, soul, is dealing with your heart. So basically what he's saying, he wants them to be well-rounded, spirit and mind. So that's what he wants us to be in the body of Christ. We don't want no flip-floppers. We want everybody to be on one accord by being born again, born of the same spirit, having the same mindset because you have an understanding based on the word of God that you're receiving. It reminds me in the book of Ezra, is it Ezra 8 or Nehemiah 8? I have to look it up. But in there, they were giving them, I think it's Nehemiah 8. They were giving them understanding of the word of God. Um, Ezra was reading the word of God, and it was there, some there giving them understanding of what was read. Why did they have to have all that? So they can be of the same mind, the same spirit, be of one accord. So this is why it's so important, just like everybody's in here tonight, and y'all are getting the same teaching. Let's say it's people that should be in here that's not in here, that don't show up. So when we get ready to do something in the body of Christ, those that don't show up, it's not going to be able to participate fully like those that have been here that have an understanding of what we're doing. When you don't have people connecting to this word that's coming together, you're going to have division in the body of Christ. Why? Because the ones that was left out and didn't show up is going to be the ones that always disagree, the ones that always have another opinion. Why? Because they're not getting the same word that you're getting. They're not on one accord. They're not uh, a unit. They're not whole. And, and when you have some that's in here that's looking at me like all y'all looking at me right now and act like you're here. But then when we get ready to do something, you got division amongst the ones that's sitting here looking at me because you wasn't paying attention to this word. You didn't go home and meditate on this word. So when I say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And let's say Teresa say, but apostle, why we got to do that? Well, Teresa, what did we go over on Tuesday night? And she's sitting here looking at me. I'm just using her for an example. See, that's division, is it not? Because you're going to always have somebody that say they know the word that's going to come against what they have just learned because they done found something else that they feel like, why am I hearing this? Why can't we just keep our mouth shut and do what we're told? You know why we can't do what we're told? Because we don't have a full understanding of what the word says. Didn't y'all enjoy that teaching Sunday? I know I did. Let me tell you the part I, I, I enjoyed that I was over there just laughing about, and it just hit me. When she was saying honor and authority, and she was mentioning the, the popo, them state troopers and stuff, right? My husband and my daughter would always get on me because when I drive, yeah, I drive. I drive. I really do. And they would get on me when I'd be on our 40. If it say 70, I'm going 70, right? I'm going 70 miles per hour because that's what the speed limit say. So my husband would tell me, now, you can go faster than that. I said, nope, 
it says 70, I'm going to go 70 miles per hour, man. You act like you scared of them state troopers. They got a right, honey, to enforce the law. Well, they say you can go a few miles over and you won't get caught. So I heard that part and I eased it up to 73. Because I agree with him, but the signs say 70, right? Y'all don't want to agree with me because y'all know y'all be speeding on our 40. You're locking in, right? Locking in and keep it moving. But when you see them popo, you know how to do that thing, don't you? Because you show them what? Respect. Because you know what the law says, right? Y'all, I'm going somewhere. We get united when it comes to popo. But when it comes to him who made the laws and gave it to man, we act like we don't understand nothing he's saying. Isn't that true? Let somebody tell you something. What's the first thing we say? Well, why I have to do it? Because the one that's in authority asks you to do it. Is that not right? So see, if we're in the word of God, we won't have no whys. Anybody? We just do it because we know what the words say, and we ain't coming against them. We're coming against, then we get it Sunday. Lord, we got it Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. So we're still dealing with being united, and that's how you unite it. If all of, all, all of us are following the same command, would we have problems in the, in the church? No, because if we're going by what the word is saying, it shouldn't be nobody saying nothing else except what the word of God is saying. We should zip it. So this is what Paul was saying. Now we should have unity in the word of God. And I was just going over that. We talked about that in Acts 2, verse 42. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So who had to start that? The apostles. The apostles was laying the foundation concerning Jesus Christ. And as they laid the foundation, they were teaching And as they taught them, then guess what they did? They were learning from them, and they took what they have learned, and they ended up giving it to other people, so that made everybody on what? One accord. So that's uh, the important thing in the body of Christ is for us to be united, for us to be on one accord. The enemy want to bring division amongst us. How do we solve division? Through the word. We should say, let's see what the word says. If the word is not saying it, then we don't do it. But if this is what the words say, this is what we do, and all of us should be silent because the word has spoken. So anytime you have a problem in your house, anytime you have a problem with the church, you have to take them to the word, not to court. Mm -hmm. The Bible even tells us that we believers don't supposed to go before no judge. We're supposed to be able to solve this ourselves, believer to believer, not taking it to the judge Somebody that don't know God. Come on, y'all. We, we waiting on somebody that know, know God to tell us something that the word told us to say. Go to your brother if you have art against your brother. The Bible's telling you what to do. You don't take them to court because they ain't doing like I told them to do. But if we do what the word tells us to do, we can save a lot of money. So we see in Acts 2.42, it says um, about the word of God. And then in John 17, verse 8, this is a prayer that Jesus um, was praying to the father about and this is what Jesus said because 
John 17, 8. Because I gave them the teaching, you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew that I truly came from you, and they believed that you sent me. So Jesus said that the word that he had given them, they accepted that word, and they knew that the teachings that they had received, the word that they um, had received was coming from him, coming from God, and they believed in him. So it takes the word for us to be in unity, meaning that all of us are supposed to come together when, it, when we have problems. We're supposed to allow the word to help us fix the problems that we have. We can't go on our feelings, y'all. If any of us in this room go on our feelings, the church will be tore up because everybody have a different feeling, just a different day. I don't feel like this is right. Hello? Well, where are you getting that feeling from? Is it coming from the word or is it coming from your flesh? I don't know. I just don't feel like it's right. Well, let's see what the words say. Let's see what the words feel about. Let's see how the words feel about it. And then we'll go from there. So we're supposed to go into the word. And sometimes, you know, you have to ask the Holy Spirit, wait a minute, Holy Spirit, what is the word for this given situation? And let's say at the time, the word of God don't pop up all of a sudden. This is what you need to say. Sister Teresa, I will get back with you. Because I know that the Holy Spirit has something to say dealing with this situation. So before we take this overboard, let's just wait on him and let's see what he has to say concerning the situation. So anytime I'm in any kind of situation and I'm saying, okay, God, show me what you want me to say, how you want me to say it. I have to depend on the Holy Spirit to keep the unity. If you ain't in unity, you ain't depending on the word. You in strife. You in confusion, and there's every evil work because you have not consulted with the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, something is wrong with this. I can't put my finger on it, but I need your help. I need for you to bring back to my remembrance what the word of God is saying unto me concerning this situation before I open my mouth and bring more confusion to this situation. Now, I'm going to wait on you before I give an answer. It always works. He will show you through the word how to handle it. So we can have unity if we do it according to the word. We can be on one accord if we do it according to the word. Anything that you do and you want to do it in unity, then you need to go to the word of God and you need to see what the word of God is saying. Let's say that I'm using Teresa, mighty lot. Let's say that Teresa is um, having a situation and the situation that she's having she needs some clarity with that situation. So let's say she go to Nay and she said, Nay, something's really bothering me and I just can't get it off my chest and every which way I turn, it's just, it's just looking at me and I don't know what to do. So she come to Renee and Renee said, you know what, Teresa, let's see what the um, word has to say on that. Let's see what the Holy Spirit is going to bring on that. Because let's say Renee is saying, you know, I've been feeling the same way too, girl. Me and you, it's something going on. Then it's something going on with Sister Deborah. Both of us feeling like this is something going on with her. I've been feeling like she's been acting kind of crazy too. I just didn't want to say nothing. It's something happening with her. So both of them in the flesh saying Miss Deborah acting crazy. They ain't seek the Holy Spirit. So then they come to the conclusion that Miss Deborah is really acting crazy. Okay? So they ain't enough for them. So they got to put Sister Elno in it. Put the wrong one in it. <laughs> this is what Sister Nell is going to say. What you telling me for? If you think she acting crazy, you need to go to her. What the word say? In the conversation. 
They don't know just going to come out and just bust it right there, right? So guess what she's doing? She's bringing the unity back in. She's bringing the peace back in what? Through the word of God. What you come to me for? The word says if you got art, you can need to go to that brother or sister. You don't need to come to me. You need to do what the word. Yo, is, isn't this good? Because when you use the word the way the word need to be used, we wouldn't have all this division in the house of God. You wouldn't have to ask nobody. Just go to the word and you say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Problem solved. I didn't need to tell nobody else. The word told me what I needed to know. So that's how you keep unity in the church. It's through the word of God. See what the word has to say. The word has the final authority. And you can count on the word because guess what? God ain't changing his mind. If that's what he said, that's what he meant and he meant what he said. So there's unity in the word. And then the next thing is there's unity in the name of God. There's unity in the name of God. We're still talking about John, the 17th chapter. This is Jesus praying unto the Father. John 17, 11 through 12, and I'm reading the Amplified. John 17, 11 through 12. Jesus said, and now I am no more in the world, but these are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep in your name and the knowledge of yourself those whom you have given me that they may be one, as we are one. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name and the knowledge and worship of you. Those you have given me, I guarded, protected, and not one of them has perished or is lost except the son of perdition. Okay, the one that's doomed to destruction, destiny to be lost, which says Judas Iscariot, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So what do we mean by unity in his name? Everything that we do, According to the will of God, we're representing him. We're representing his character. We're representing his attributes. That's what it means for keeping the unity in his name. Jesus was saying, Father, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to be in the world no more, but they're going to be in the world. And I want them to um, be, in, be as one just as we are one. How are they going to be as one? By acknowledging his will by doing what the father would do while he was on earth, which is Jesus. So everything that Jesus did on earth, he used the authority of the father. He did the will of the father. He used the power coming from the father. Guess what? That was through his name. Cause anything that we do in his name, we're going to see results from that name. So we keep unity by doing things God's way and not our own. So that's why I say anything that we do out of the will of God, we're not in unity. But when we come and do it in his name, the way he want to do it, represent him, they're going to know who we represent. Because if you see somebody, a brother or sister, and it's reminding me of Moses. When Moses was in Egypt and he saw the two Hebrew boys um, fighting, he knew that that was not the will of his father. He knew that's not how things should have been done. So he was coming to them to let them know what you're doing is wrong. But then they come against Moses and say, just like you killed that Egyptian and buried him, so this is wrong. See how he was bringing condemnation? And he was trying to bring them together in union. See, this is what happens even with us. When somebody come to you and they give you the word of God, they're giving you his will, they're telling you how it needs to be done. Guess what people normally do? They throw something back at you. Oh, just like you just cursed that girl out yesterday and you telling me what I just said was wrong. Don't people do it? 
But everything we do, when we do it according to him, we don't have to worry about what people say. Because we know we're doing it the way he would have it done. And we're doing it in his name. And we represent him. And anything that we do in his name, y'all, it's going to work. That's unity. So when we come together in his name, what are we coming together as one? We're coming together in unity. So everything we need to do, we need to be unified. We need to be doing it according to his word, according to his name, doing it with the same mind, with the same spirit. And all of that comes when we develop our relationship with him, when we get to know him, we get to know his will, we get to know his way of doing things. Guess what? When we come together, we're going to be in unity and there's not going to be no isms and schisms amongst us. And if there are isms and schisms amongst us, what are we going to do? We're going to give them the word. We're going to tell them what the word says. If they don't accept that word, then we're going to have to say, okay, you can't have no part of this because that's what happened. Remember Paul and Silas, not Paul and Silas, Paul and Barnabas, they split up because of Mark, because of John. They had that dispute. The gospel didn't stop, did it? They just went their separate ways with another person, but the gospel continued on. Paul and um, Barnabas knew if we stay together, we're going to keep having this dispute, and the word of God, the the word of the kingdom is not going to get out because we're going to spend too much time trying to justify why I don't want him to come and you justifying why he need to come, but you know he wasn't with us the whole time. So why in the world do he, so Paul just say, okay, I'll take Silas, you take him, and we'll continue our journey. Guess what? They were still unified, were they not? This is how we settle disputes, y'all. We don't hold bitterness in our heart. We don't hold hate in our heart. Our um, job is is to know that we're doing a work unto him, not unto man. So we're not going to sit there and try to debate this or debate that. We're going to stay in unity because when you stay in unity, guess what? Manifestation begin to take place. So that's why we have to stay in unity in the body of Christ. Unity in the love of God. Unity in the love of God. So when we're in unity, we are in, y'all, the love of God. Why? Because it says in Romans 5, 5, and it says um, that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart through the Holy Ghost. So all of us that are born again, that are saved, that accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, guess what we have on the inside of us? Love. And what does love do? It covers a multitude of sin. So no matter who does wrong or when they done it or how they done it, the, the love of God has covered that. So when we come together on one accord and somebody's talking about Jennifer's past, then we're going to know that, no, that past has been covered by love. So just because this has happened to her in the past, that don't mean that she cannot be a part of what we're doing because all of us have some past that was done away with through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we have to come in unity knowing that everybody that's in this building right now, the blood has covered, the blood has atoned, the blood has done away with past, present, and future sins. So we want to make sure everybody's in unity with that. So if somebody throws something up in Rico face and say, wait a minute. The blood done took care of that for Rico. So that's how we clear things up. Love comes and it flows out of us. And when we remember what he done for us, we will begin to do the same thing for other people because we cannot sit there and do someone the way that we were done. Why? Because we know what love done for us. And this is what Jesus said in John 17, 26, the amplified version. I have made your name known to them 
and reveal your character and your very self, and I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them, felt in their hearts, and that I myself may be in them. So Jesus was letting the love of God be known through him. And that's what we should be doing in the body of Christ. We should allow that love to flow through us and out of us. And that's going to show people how we in unity. Why? Because when somebody's in need, the body of Christ is coming together as one to meet that, na- that need. Are we unified? Yes. We're showing the love of God. We're not looking at where that person come from, what that person done, but we're there to help that person out because that's what love does. So we want to show unity in love. We want to show um, unity in, in his name. We want to show unity in the same spirit, in the same mind. And we want to show unity where? It was one more. In the word. Thank you, Tyson. So all of that shows unity and being on one accord. And through going over this teaching, when you look at the church, you have to say, Lord, are we really coming into unity? Or are we just basing things, what we do, upon how we feel? Unity don't do that in the body of Christ. Unity don't see fault. Unity see need. Right? So we want to make sure that we come together as one and do what the word of God tell us to do. And we won't have no divisions in the body of Christ. We want to be of the same mind, be of one accord, be of the same spirit, and going into the word to resolve any problems or any situations that we have so we can be on one accord. Amen? So that's unity in the body of Christ. And I pray that Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry stay in unity, meaning that we do it the way the Bible tells us to do it, the way the word tells us to do it, and not the way we feel that we should do it. Amen? Amen. Did anybody um, have anything from the last um, teaching that we done? Anybody have anything they want to share on that last teaching that helped you out? Anyone have anything on this teaching that helped you out dealing with unity? Coming together, being on one accord. Okay. You want to get the mic? Speaking of being in unity, I remember when I was at Fort County working, we had a, a crew, and I was like an overhead crew, underground crew, and we call it, uh, we got together, we get to the job site, we always get together before we do the job, we call it a tailgate meeting. What we do, we discuss what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and things of that nature, so we all can be on one accord and get it done. And I remember, uh, we was at this guy's house when they're doing a the job, and he said, man, how y'all... It's amazing how everybody knew what to do. You doing one thing, he doing another thing. When all get done, everybody finished at the same time. Cause we was the one accord with it. We knew what we had to do. But we always call that a tailgate session. And it reminds me tonight about being a one accord, getting things accomplished. Cause if you go out to a job site, you didn't tell the other guy what you're gonna do. You know things could not go right. You know we can do something, something get left out. But once you hit that tailgate meeting, we all know what to do and have your job accomplished. Amen. And that's what we're supposed to do in the body of Christ. We have different departments, right? Right? But when we come together, all of us are going for the what? 
same goal, same thing. So that means that goal is going to get accomplished when we're not trying to fight one against another and say, that ain't what I supposed to do, that's Athea's job. You know, I ain't going to be a part of that. But Athea is part of the body. She's a member of the body. You can't leave that out. If you leave the sound out, look, you wouldn't be able to hear me so well, would you? If you leave Judah out, we won't have no song, right? If you leave, what, distribution out, once everything is recorded, it won't get distributed. If you leave the camera out back there, you won't have no video. So everybody play a part. That's why we come into unity. So when something happened to one part, what are we there to do? Help that part. We help that member in the body of Christ because we are many members, but we're part of one body. So if that hand got a problem, what are we going to do? We're going to help that hand. We got to do what the word of God tell us to do, and we always stay in check. That's being unified. And we need to keep our opinions to ourselves and let the Holy Spirit deal with us instead of dealing with others. Amen? Do we have any announcements? Okay. We'll turn it over to the deacons, and we'll be dismissed.